Sad, isn't it? Monday Morning Memo came out earlier this week as I record this, and I talked about the vaccines and some of the very salutary effects they're having in the economy reopening and people feeling better. And I got a note from a woman who just used her first name. I'll call her Susie. No last name, no signature file, nothing. And she said, I'm a pharmacist. You're not in medicine, so you wouldn't know what I know. But I want you to know that there are thousands of lawsuits over vaccines causing people's deaths. There are countries shutting down their vaccination efforts because of deaths. And the government and the pharmaceutical companies are hiding all the deaths caused by the COVID vaccine. I thought you should know this. Well, I didn't know that because I said to her, there isn't one scintilla of fact, of truth, backing up those statements. There's no cover-up. The United States government can't even keep its own military secrets secret. I doubt that they're holding some vast conspiracy a secret. No, I don't believe there are aliens in Hangar 52 or whatever it is out there in the desert. When you think people are out to get you, out to fool you, out to trick you, you're paranoid. When you believe there are huge cover-ups that only you know about, you're paranoid. How is it that you believe other people with no credentials, with no facts, who just say, here's what's happening? What's wrong with you? Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. People cite that when they believe in God. But just as you should see a doctor about that bleeding you have and not just trust God will help you, the same occurs with vaccines or Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster. As a matter of fact, I belong to Mensa. I tell you that advisedly. I joined it so I could provoke. But this high IQ society, supposedly, had a special interest group at one time focused on the Loch Ness Monster, proving its existence, proving its reality, showing photos and so forth. Well, when the guy with the most famous fake photo of the Loch Ness Monster was on his deathbed over there, he displayed the camera he used and the toys he used and how he took the picture. He showed this to his wife and to reporters. And this was reported. This was shown. When I presented this, when I asked the guy who headed this special interest group about it, he told me that the deathbed confession was a sham that it was set up by the press to cover up what was really going on, and that there was a real monster and the toys were fake. How do you argue with that? What do you do with someone with that kind of mental ability or lack of it? We have a problem in the United States with mass shootings, with homelessness, with street crime, and on and on. We acknowledge these problems. We work with some of them successfully, but others not successfully. But is the bigger problem, I wonder, mental illness and our refusal to do anything about it other than keep these people on the streets where they can do the most harm to themselves and to others? We're protecting the wrong people. We should be taking mentally ill people off the streets. Just as you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater, you shouldn't be able to stay on the streets through freedom of any kind if you constitute harm, potential harm, to others. San Francisco used to be a wonderful city until people started defecating all over the streets and in some of the stores. It's a terrible place today. There's a less serious form of mental illness as well, which is self-delusion. Why would anybody give money to Bernie Madoff? 
I mean, investment firms, institutional investors should have known better. He was getting returns that nobody else was getting in an environment at a time when those returns seemed to be ridiculous. The same with individuals who down there in Palm Beach ran after him and literally threw money at him. Now, the institutional investors are bad enough. And if somebody you trusted invested your money, then I believe by all means, you have recourse to sue and get your money back from the institutional investor. But if you personally gave money to Madoff, tough luck. What were you thinking? How selfish can you get? You knew it was a scam. You knew there was something wrong. But it's the same reason people invest in obvious pyramid schemes. Whether the product, the, the you know, purported product is a phone card or a bar of soap or whatever these, these clowns and these cheats provide, after the fifth or sixth round of a pyramid scheme, you're out of luck. You're never going to make much money. You're not going to make back your investment. And the people who started it after the first one or two or maybe three levels, they've gone on to sell some other piece of crap with another pyramid scheme. You're crazy if you think you can take shortcuts to what other people have to work for. It's like that shell game on the sidewalk, you know? You win a few, but then you start to lose a lot because they've hooked you. You think you're a winner until the other guy pulls the scam. It's a great movie called The Hustler. Jackie Gleason was in it, who was a great pool player in life. And Paul Newman was in it, who learned to shoot pool. And Paul Newman was a hustler. He'd walk in, play some bets in a pool hall, lose a few games, and then when people bet heavier, he'd come out of his shell and he'd win. He'd run the tables. Well, he did it one time too often. And the punishment for a hustler in pool is they break your thumbs. And that's what happened to him. Stop listening to people who merely agree with you and confirm your own biases. Start listening to people who have expertise and a track record of success. I don't tell Bentley how to clean his paws and he doesn't tell me how to drive. Works out pretty well. We trust each other that way.